ratings. If you guys would like a Jehovah Wanna High on Jesus fridge magnet, write us. Red Letter Ministries, P.O. Box 18188, Minneapolis, Minnesota 55418. We'd love to send you a fridge magnet. They make excellent Christmas gifts. Give it to your religious friend and help him get set free from Satan. They think they're serving Jesus, they're serving Satan. We're not angry at him, we're in love with him. The father is very patient with the older prodigal son syndrome of Luke 15. He'll listen to your weeping and gnashing of teeth and self-righteous murder until you get over yourself and enter the kingdom and start feasting and see that it's about him and not you. Amen. It's the hardest thing for someone still locked up in their human nature is it's really about him and he's real. <laughs> you don't know he's real until you start feasting. Feasting is not a part of churchianity. I went to hundreds of churches. Not a single church I went to, Pentecostal charismatic church, ever preached on feasting. Feasting and fruitfulness is the entire New Covenant. I mean, that's it. I mean, it's the table of the Lord, bread and wine. Feasting and fruitfulness. <laughs> Hallelujah. Is there anything else to it? Not really. Not really. You eat His bread, which is receiving His words. You feast on His words, and you get over your words. Your words are garbage and will send you to hell. Your words are the reason why everything's wrong and messed up in your life. You want healing? Healing is the children, children's bread. Healing is the children's bread. What is the bread that's come down from heaven? The Word of God. I'll tell people this for 10 years. Eat the Word. <laughs> I remember when I was coming out of Bible college in 2006, and I was so on fire, I was praying and fasting and reading the Bible eight hours a day and doing inner city missions eight hours every night till 4 a.m. at Hard Times Cafe, which is not Hard Rock Cafe. It was a satanic coffee shop where gangs sold heroin out of and they'd find dead bodies all the time. Did that for 18 months or so, eight hours a day, every night, ministering to cultists and heroin addicts and crackheads and homeless people and Little Mogadishu, the West Bank of Minneapolis, Hard Times Cafe. I find heroin needles every day in the bathrooms. I mean, it was the lowest pit of hell in the city of Minneapolis, and that's where God had me ministering in the foundation years of Red Letter Ministries in 2006 and 2007. And I'd have to feast all throughout the day. Otherwise, I'd have nothing to give these dead people at night. I'd, there'd be no life in me. And what are you going to give them? something out of your brain, they're already dead. That's not going to help them. So you can only give them what works. The bread and wine of Jesus Christ, the new covenant. Your fruitfulness. Your feasting producing fruitfulness and people can eat the fruit on your tree. They can eat from the tree of life in the garden. <laughs> a Christian that feasts is a tree of life in the garden. People can eat from you. And it reproduces the seed of God, which is the Word of God, and it plows the fallow ground, the stony ground of the heart, because 
it's God's goodness, it's God's glory, it's God's light. It drives out the selfishness of the darkness of the ego because you experience God and you realize it's not about you anymore. That's the only problem you have is you think it still has something to do with you. That's what religion is. Religion is narcissism. <laughs> and it's so cleverly disguised as Christian religion. And we turn the New Testament about us and what we should do. It's not about what we should do. It's about what Christ did for us. If it's still about you, you're bewitched. Having begun in the gift of God, will you now finish by your own self-effort? Having begun in God's gift of His Son, now something you can add to that? Can you add to the cross? Or can you just pick up His cross and experience more of His cross? Getting over yourself is the entirety of the Christian walk until there's none of you and all of Him. You go through the cross and are crucified with Christ until you have no consciousness of self. Zero self-awareness. And that's literally heaven on earth. <laughs> heaven on earth is the removal of your self-awareness, which is your ego, also called the mark of the beast. The mark of being connected still to the flesh, even to the hand, and not to the spirit. <laughs> If your mind is still connected to the flesh, you have the mark of the beast, or you're a carnal Christian, or an unrenewed mind. It's not a big deal. It's not microchips and guillotines. That's doctrines of demons, okay? God created this world. Don't be afraid of anything in it. God created even Satan. He created the angel Lucifer. He became Satan. And Jesus has never been scared of the devil one day in his life. Why are you scared of the devil? Why are you scared of demons? Why are there any fears in your hearts? Why are you scared of provisions? Be adopted. <laughs> Get to know the Lord Jesus. There's no fear in love. For fear has to do with punishment. But I did something wrong. I stole a pencil in kindergarten. You know, I had sex with a cat. You know, or I had sex, same sex in college when I was drunk at a party. And all these evil ideas come from your past and the accuser of the brethren working with familiar spirits on your shoulders tries to get you feeling gross about yourself so that you don't see him in you and you become self-conscious and when you're self-conscious you have self-awareness and then you have a seared conscience and you don't see him you see yourself so you're locked out of the glory and you're limited to your human ability and you go back into slavery to do's and don'ts so all the accuser can do is lie to you using the stuff that you've done, but hey, his blood speaks a better word. <laughs> I mean, my God. <laughs> he forgave the thief on the cross. He forget the best example, the reason why it's written in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 9, he forgave the serial killer Saul of Tarsus and turned him into the greatest apostle that's ever lived. He was a serial killer. He was a, a Jeffrey Dahmer, so to speak. You know, he was a Ted Bundy. He was a mass murderer. And instead of killing him, he forgave him. Saul of Tarsus, the Apostle Paul. Oh, hallelujah. And that's really what happens when you get into the fountain of life, is you can see that you're actually forgiven. You're washed. 
crystal clear living waters proceed from the throne of the Lamb. Read the book of Revelation, 22 chapters. I dare you to read it in one sitting and let it just wash through you. It's not for your brain. The human brain cannot understand any of it. So don't read it to, to intellectualize it or to reason it away or to figure it out. None of the Bibles for it. It's fuel like coals for your spirit. Read it to chew it. Put it in your spirit and let your spirit shoot up direct revelation from the throne of Christ in you. And let your brain be glorified. (laughs) Remove the curse from your brain by Christ in your belly and you feed the spirit God placed in you, the bread and wine of angels called the third heaven, and it begins to remove you. And what it's removing is actually your grave clothes. It's removing your fears. It's removing your altars to demons that you serve in your heart or that your mom served and your dad served. And all you go back through the bowels of the earth, all that record of wrongdoing that you've served the kingdom of hell in, in your generations since Adam, that's what the bowels of the earth are. Hades records all your wrongdoing. But if you have a fountain in your belly, you have forgiveness of your nations. And you begin to wash away the sins and the record of wrongdoing into the lake of fire so that there's no more accusers in your head because you're washed in your spirit, in your stomach, in the bowels of the earth because your body is an earthen vessel. We're in a perfect new covenant. Now your stomach is the underworld for 2,000 years. Freemasonry is sorcerers taught by fallen angels the truths of the world and trampling Jesus Christ's sacrifice underfoot. And that's why they put a big G on their Masonic aprons. They control the underworld in the bowels of the earth and ensnare the surface of the earth with Hades of the underworld and the altars to demons so that the prince of the power of the air lords over you, the accuser of the brethren, and you stay cursed under law. And they want you to always be bewitched. And it's not just Freemasonry, it's all religious people in the world. Freemasonry just actually understands exactly what, what's going on, and they're taught perfectly of fallen angels, whereas most pastors just are in ignorance and don't understand the underworld and the heavens and the universe and how creation works in its current state, even in the fall. It's important you understand this stuff because we're reversing the curse and you're the leaders of cities and nations. So when you start removing everything in the underworld in your region through your spiritual stomachs, you're casting all the record of wrongdoing out of your region so people start to feel good. They don't feel condemned anymore. You're removing death and hell of the underworld and the springs of living waters go through their heart roots, the roots of David, and you heal their nations, which is their hearts, and their hearts begin to drink from the fountain of life. Jesus Christ is servant of all. Obviously, it doesn't take a church to do that. That's why it's so demonic. The pastoring of cities is so easy. The pastoring of nations is so easy. Your only enemy is religion itself and the knowledge and appearance of good especially charismania that's like still totally bewitched. Charismania is the heights of bewitchment because it has the miracles, signs, and wonders, and healings 
of the three frog spirits of the beast and the false prophet and the red dragon, but it's still old covenant and tramples the new covenant of Christ in you underfoot. <laughs> you, you won't find a charismatic church on the planet that's God inside minded. Not a single charismatic church on the planet that teaches and preaches how to be a rich treasury of glory because that can't be contained in human buildings or anything made by the arm of flesh and man's ideas partnered with fallen angels. It's true. You would destroy that human system by releasing rivers of life. You cannot have sweet water and bitter water. You cannot have human works and divine. When Jesus Christ separated heaven and hell in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, he separated as human or heavenly. Los! <laughs> it's true. The human was hell and the heavenly was God. It's just, I'm feeling so much tremendous opposition <laughs> to this message you guys and it can be open wide open and I'm telling you let your bowels be broken up and burst forth I can feel the resistance right now as I'm preaching to you as this started the last five minutes it's like literally speaking right into Jezebel I can feel the queen of heaven opposing me as I speak these words that's why I'm like I'll have it totally open for a while and then I'll start stuttering because everything in the atmosphere in some of these warlocks' bodies literally opposes my release. That's why Moses had a stutter. It went away as he dealt with Egypt in the bowels of the earth. He's dealing with the fallen angels. I can feel dealing with the fallen angels the last ten minutes as I'm speaking this stuff. <laughs> you need to understand the spiritual warfare that's going, going on right here, guys. A person who is a temple of religion is a temple of Satan and his angels. There's, these are the murderers of Christ. These are the anti-Christ you are dealing with now, even in your marriages, even in your cities and nations. What you are dealing with is everything Satan has to oppose the manifestation of the sons of God. It is so evil and so deceiving the maximum measure of manipulation to make Jesus look like the bad guy and the religious spirit look like the good guy the whitewashed tombs look like the good guy and the renegades outside organized religion Jesus Christ and John the Baptist look like the bad guys and the right thing to do would be to murder them. They're disobedient. They disobey the Bible. I can feel that whole realm as I'm preaching to you tonight. You are combating the kingdom of hell. <laughs> Amen. And the battle belongs to the Lord. Amen. 1 Chronicles 10.24 the battle belongs to the Lord. All you have to do is believe in Jesus Christ in you and you let those glory waters massacre the witchcraft. This level of magic spells is uncontested in history. There is no doubt about it. 
This is the potent sorcery of Babylon the Great. Satan could not have made a stronger magic spell to ensnare human brains in externalism, in the darkness of their minds by slavery to the New Testament. Oh my goodness, you guys. That is what we're dealing with. Charismatic sorcery, which is Phariseeism. Charismatic sorcerers. I've dealt with a lot of stuff. But I've come up against some things that I didn't even know existed in the past. I've dealt with Freemasons opposing my spiritual growth since the day I was born again. Right after I was born again, we went to a Shriners Circus in Minnesota Teen Challenge in the year 2000. And all these 32nd degree Freemasons are walking around with their little weird hats. And I saw them all. Sorcerers everywhere. Zombified. They were... They were being ridden by demons, every single one of these warlocks. And they bring all these kids into the Shriner's Circus, and they possess them with sorcery. And I said, give me two tickets to that Shriner's Circus, because I'm going with Jesus. And I'm only one, you know, six months old in the Lord. And I'm looking at all this because I came out of the occult deep. And God wanted me to see how bad the situation was because I wasn't around organized sorcery. I wasn't around that I was an independent warlock, so to speak. It's true, I had relationship with demons. I dabbled with the occult since the age of 12. When I was 12, I asked Satan into my heart. I was so deep into darkness, I'd seen demons melt human flesh off of bones and steam and smoke come off their flesh. I'd seen demonic Miracles, demonic signs and wonders, demonic signs and wonders. I'd seen demonic tongues. I'd spoken in demonic tongues. Satan and the occult has a counterfeit for everything in Christianity, and I experienced it very, very deeply for many years before I was born again and filled with the Holy Spirit, and had all the demons cast out of me for three months, from October to January, ninety-nine to two thousand. Hallelujah. And I'm telling you guys, there is darkness here that you have no idea exists. There are degrees and depths of deception that are so crazy, and it's all going to come out, and it's all going to be exposed and brought into the surface. And the people you thought were real radical and real crazy and extreme in Christianity are actually going to be the heroes of the world, the saviors of the world, the apostles and prophets. Those who have been faithful to the Holy Spirit internally in the hidden person of the heart and have adorned their heart with the gemstones of the truths of the Word of God in spirit and truth. These people have the full armor of God on and are prepared to stand in the day of the Lord. For that is the day you are in right now, the year 6018 in the Jewish calendar. It is true. The Pharisees' calendar, you call the Jewish calendar, is over 200 years wrong. In the first century, the Pharisees changed the Jewish calendar to not point to Jesus as the Messiah. It's true, I've studied it out extensively. You are in the year, the Gregorian calendar is correct. You are in the year 6018. You are 18 days into the seventh day. You are in, living right now and breathing, in the day of the Lord. Jesus. Amen. And it's a day of the Lord, and it's not a day of you. 
It's not a day of your human nature. It's not a day of your religious demons. It's not a day of serving at altars of demons to fears. It's a day of Jesus Christ's deliverance from death and hell in the bowels of the earth, thrown into the lake of fire. And He's going to do it through us, and He has been for years. He's going to do it through other people that are about to wake up. Hundreds and thousands will begin waking up to God, living on the inside, and they'll come out of the matrix of externalism. They'll come out of the religious bewitchment of serving God with their brain, but not serving God in spirit and truth. (laughs) They're going to come out of the old covenant into the new covenant. Now you are the temples, and the river proceeds from your bellies. Ezekiel 47 is true. And these people are going to wake up. They're sleeping so bad in the grave clothes of externalism. You know how it is. Some of you are just realizing how bad the situation is. And how bad the witchcraft is, how bad the fallen angels work in Christianity. And even people that speak in, gung, speak in tongues and operate in gifts. <laughs> Holy Spirit. Even people that speak in tongues and operate in gifts. Jesus. We love you, Lord Jesus. Are completely used of the devil against those who release rivers. It's a terrible situation, but it's the same situation as it was in his first coming. His first coming, all the whitewashed tombs opposed Jesus and all of his movement in Israel for his 33 years in life. All of those blockages are built up worldwide in the Spirit so that you don't mature as a Christian to the full spiritual stature of Jesus Christ 33 years of perfect spiritual growth. Amen. You grow your spirit and your spiritual stomach through your heart and through your own brain to your walking in Jesus Christ, exact representation of the invisible God. Amen? And all the religious temptations to get back into works and you need to do, do, voodoo and all this stuff, put a yoke of slavery back on you, a performance. But the Bible says this, and the Bible says that. Don't you realize Scripture tells you that Satan tempted Jesus with the Bible because that's what you're going to be tempted with? I mean, it's, it's insane how little discipleship there actually is amongst Christians in America. That Satan tempted Jesus with Scripture that the Messiah was supposed to do this, 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 this. And it wasn't about do, do, do. It's about obeying God the Father, the Holy Spirit, and not Satan. Satan's the religious devil. Almost all Christians obey the religious devil. I know because I deal with it continuously by the thousands every week. And it's The disobedience is insane to the Holy Spirit because all of them are bewitched. And the obedience to Satan is like near 100% for all Christians that I deal with. Almost nobody obeys Jesus. Because in order to obey Jesus, you have to realize Jesus is in you and not he who is in the world. So you're dealing with a Christian race that are so buried in, in religion that they only obey the fallen angels that pretend to be Jesus on their heads in externalism every single day. And that's the suffering of the apostles and prophets that actually work within the spirit life of the, of the people because they don't value their spirit. They only value their five physical senses. They're a carnal Christian race and they're totally bewitched and they're totally used of demons. 
And the situation is exactly like Lazarus, four days dead, mummified, in the grave, buried, and sleeping in the dust of the earth. Jesus knew this would be the situation of his people that he would die for 2,000 years into the future. It's true. Jesus had perfect vision into the future, and he said on the third day there will be a resurrection like Lazarus. And the people that are sleeping in the earth would awaken from the dust of the earth. Daniel chapter 12 verse 3. And many that are sleeping in the dust of the earth will awake. Because you're awakening, awakening from religion. You're awakening from charismatic witchcraft. You're awakening from being slaves to the fallen angels. To be sons and daughters of Christ living on the inside of you. You're awakening to freedom. You're awakening to love. And you're awakening to the marriage supper of the Lamb. That He married you in your spirit. And it was never about the performance of your brain or anything you could do for God by the arm of flesh. He didn't die for you so you could be workers. He died for you so you could be with Him in paradise. So you could be with Him in the glory. So you could be restored to the Father. And you know what the works of the garden are? Feasting and fruitfulness and nothing else. Nothing else. Feasting and fruitfulness. And if anyone says otherwise, anathema. Let them be handed over to Satan for the destruction of their flesh. Every Christian leader that preaches a false gospel that's not about feasting and fruitfulness because you're killing these people. You're destroying their households. You're ensnaring them to fallen angels. You're bewitching them. It's the worst thing that we have to deal with as the true apostles and prophets that love you and lay our lives down to serve your spirits, to build up your spirits into full spiritual stature with the bread and with the wine. Nothing matters. We don't care about appearance. We sacrifice appearance constantly to look like fools for Christ's sake. But they are so beautiful in appearance and they have it all together. And their speech is so refined. And they look so good and they play the part. And I see Joel Olstein as I'm saying this. The Lord God rebuke those Luciferian, satanic, whitewashed tombs that don't develop the spirit and lead the whole world astray with religion instead of the Holy Spirit. They trample the blood of the Lamb underfoot and they never build up the human spirit. They are truly the workers of iniquity and the enemies of Christ. Almost everyone in full-time ministry labors for themselves and not for God. They pretend like it's about you. It's psychology. You know, it's like getting a counseling session, paying $200 an hour to meet with a counselor to get marriage counseling. And it's like, do you know the spirit of counsel who died on the cross for you? Do you know the blood of the Lamb that's a new wine that gets you drunk so you can love unconditionally? People that hate you and murder you every day? <laughs> I mean, He gave you the new covenant because you're going to have to go through this hell of religion. You're going to have to get happy on the Holy Ghost. You're going to have to get drunk on the new wine. Because you're going to deal with how wrong religion is. 
and how wrong humanity is. Stuck in satanic fallen angels, in captivity to appearances and knowledge. You're going to deal with it. So here's the cup, my disciples. You're going to have to drink it a lot because the situation is absolutely insane. These people are mentally ill everywhere and you're going to have to deal with it every day. Religion is men mental illness. It's called pride or madness. Ecclesiastes. Madness. Madness, madness, a chasing after the wind, everything of externalism, everything of the human brain, everything of religion that's not about the wine, about the love, is madness. It's pride. It's Cain. It's murder. And it'll always end in mental illness. It'll always end in outbursts of anger and rage and you, you begin murdering the people that you love the most and doing the things you don't want to do and you don't know why and you'll be crying about it and remorseful and repenting and be like, I can't change, I can't. Christ died to live inside your belly because you can't do it yourself. That's what we learned from the Old Covenant. He put Himself inside your spiritual stomach, your rich treasury of glory, so that He could change you because you can't change yourself. You can't heal yourself. Christ changes you. Christ heals you. It's all about Him. And none of it is about you. You simply feast on His flesh and feast on His blood from within your own belly. The kingdom of heaven is within you. Luke 17, 21. <laughs> Colossians 1, 27. Having realized the glory, Christ within you. And also, when you realize He is within you, He wraps you around you. But He comes out of the Holy of Holies of your holy place, spiritual stomach, and goes through the inner court of your heart and the outer court of the brain of your flesh and wraps your body in light from the Holy of Holies. But if you're brain-led, then you trample your own spirit underfoot and you kill yourselves like sheep that have maggots in their brain that jump off cliffs. That's why you need a shepherd like an apostle and prophet until you're mature enough to see Christ within your own spirit. Otherwise, the maggots of Belial in the air will get on your brain, and that's the main enemy of sheep. Maggots! Flies! And they harvest inside the sheep's brains. The, brain, the sheep go mentally ill and kill themselves. That's the main cause of death for sheep. And you know that if you're in New Zealand or in places, Ireland, where there's lots of sheep, you have to keep and protect their heads from flies and maggots. Because they'll scratch it against rocks until their brains come out and they'll kill themselves. It's how it is with God's people that are sheep. Belial, the father of lies, comes in with lies into the brain and the Christians go insane because they're not under the protection of mature Christians called apostles and prophets, which is the headship of the body of Christ. And that's why they go nuts and you deal with constant mental illness everywhere in Christianity worldwide nonstop because they reject the leadership of the true anointed sent ones that are the, the prophets and apostles of God. And they've been so abused by false prophets and false apostles that they don't know what the real ones are and it's just a huge mess and Satan did it. So we're going to have to heal the situation. Amen? 
by just being an example of someone laying down your life for others, serving them good waters, fresh tender green pasture, living refreshing waters, bread and wine, until they're so healed, they're like, yeah, that's the real deal. They're so healed, now they can heal others, tell others about it. Hey, there's a good shepherd that came out of the sheepfold, one like King David. And next thing you know, it's not just one son of God, one shepherd of God. You have like thousands of shepherds, and then you have 144,000 perfect shepherds over all the nations, without spot and without wrinkle. And we can dissolve all the seed of Herod in the human governments. Amen? God the Father writes about it in the book of Revelation. When you want revolution, you want the yellow jackets of France, you want... You know, all the stuff, you, power to the people in America. You, you want the healing of the nations? Follow Jesus. Believe in Jesus. Out of your belly will flow rivers of justice. Rivers of justice upon economic oppressors, political oppressors, and spiritual religious oppressors. Jesus Christ has always been a liberator from all oppression of the seed of Herod and the seed of the Pharisees, of every generation who's ever believed in Him and put their whole faith and trust in Him. And this generation will completely go all the way in following Jesus Christ in them and will liberate the whole world from death and hell in the name of Jesus Christ. We love you guys. Be blessed. Partner with Red Letter Ministries, redlettermen.com. We'll see you tomorrow.